0: By Town Hall Review. Area code
4: 866 423 9578. Area code 866 423 9578 to be on the air, strictly biblical with Pastor Emory Moss. This is the Bible Talk program. That's right, the program that deals with hermeneutics, apologetics, Christian living, anything that has to do with the Word of God finds its place here. And you are my special guest. So if you have any questions about the Bible and you want to call those in, you can. Uh, Definitely, uh, you're entitled to your own uh, uh, opinion in terms of certain things, and uh, we just want to discuss the Bible with you. Here's the call, at area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss, and I'm not alone. My mentor is here, and that is Mr. Smith. How are you doing, Mr. Smith?
2: Very well, Pastor Moss, and thank you for inviting me on your program again. It's always a pleasure, and I hope that what we discuss on the program helps a good many people understand the Bible better. Well, I am
4: sure it does, and that's exactly why I appreciate you being here, uh, because you're the guy who helped me to understand the Bible better back in my cash tech days, so just great, uh, and, and after that, actually, so it's so good to have you with us. Uh, uh, well, where are you taking us today, Mr. Smith?
2: Well, you know, I spend some time on, a, on two different websites that I was invited to. I don't generally venture into such things myself. <laughs> One of them is a discussion site on Facebook between Muslims and Christians. Mm. And I'm going to share with what I posted there recently. And I title this Another Bible Contradiction Answered. (laughs) Okay. And the verse involves Mark 6, 5, and I'll read you the verse. And he could there do no mighty work save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And the Muslim challenge is they said that there are 50,000 errors in the Bible.
4: Wow.
2: Isn't that something? I'm telling you. I don't think they counted right. Me either. They sure did. Yeah. And, well, the full statement was 50,000 errors and biblical contradictions. And they asked this question, if the Bible was divinely inspired, then why would it have so many really obvious contradictions? Uh, And believe it or not, Pastor Moss, they proceeded to list 250 alleged Bible contradictions.
4: 250?
2: Yeah. So I copied it and pasted it. (laughs) And I've got them all here on my computer. Their numbering mechanism must have gave out at around number 170. So I used the file, you know, and filled in the rest of the numbers. And it Uh did indeed come out to 250. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So we won't ever run out about that. My response to that was this. I said, that is a marvelous listing of alleged Bible contradictions. (laughs) It sure is. I said, I hope you will not mind if I borrow these by making a copy via copy and paste to add to my collection of alleged Bible contradictions to answer. And by the way, if you go on my website at www.realbiblestudy.com and look on the right-hand side under Categories, you'll find where I have a whole section there called Bible Contradictions Answered. Now, it only lists nine files there, but I answer a whole bunch of contradictions in those nine articles. Now, and so I so answer well, a whole bunch yeah. of other alleged Bible contradictions under apologetics issues, atheism, and so on.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Uh, you said it's www.realbible.com?
2: Realbiblestudy.com.
4: Realbiblestudy.com, okay.
2: Yeah, I invite your audience to come to the site, and if you're so inclined, like it, I'm up to uh, 323 likes now.
4: Wow, great. And
2: and I get many visitors from all over the world, and I have some conversations with some of the visitors from all over the world, so it's very interesting. Yes. But anyway, I said to them, I hope that you won't mind if I copy them and add to my collection. And I say, these always make for very interesting and instructive material for a deeper study of the Bible. Uh And I said, of course, you provided too many examples to answer here on this discussion thread. Each supposed contradiction is a lesson about or an example of misreading the Bible text. Wow. Then I said, I will answer just one. Now, unnumbered example. Well, I've numbered it, but I forgot what number it turned out to be. Somewhere past 170. Why, <laughs> no wonder. There's a lot of numbers. Yeah. All power is given unto Jesus in heaven and on earth, Matthew twenty-eight eighteen, And that contradicts Mark 6, 5, which says, And Jesus could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Uh-huh then I said to assert that this constitutes a contradiction involves two or three major errors in reading the Bible text. So I want to share with the audience three errors that this represents. The first one is the chronological error. And I say failure to take into account the chronology of the narrative can lead to serious misconceptions regarding what the Bible affirms. Mark 6, 5 takes place well before what is proclaimed in Matthew twenty eight eighteen. The proclamation found in Matthew twenty eight eighteen is given after the glorious bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's and right. Let me read that verse to you because it's a good one. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven, and in earth. And that's true then, and it's true now. Uh-huh. Now, the second mistake, Pastor Moss, is what I call the insufficient context error.
4: So, say, say that again. That's deep.
2: <laughs> yep, it is deep. I think we got to give you some more Bible lessons, Pastor Moss. Gets, gets, that's right. Gets you <laughs> caught up on apologetics <laughs> <laughs> and hermeneutics. All right, number two, the insufficient context error. Okay. And here's what I say about that. And I didn't copy this out of a book, Pastor Moss. I wrote it. Okay. (laughs) When sufficient context is provided for Mark 6, 5, we learn that a lack of faith may limit what God will do for a person, in this case, physical healing. The account demonstrates that the people of his own town, Nazareth, who knew Jesus and his family well, were blocked, or he might say hindered, from genuinely receiving his message, and largely blocked from benefiting from his healing ministry. And you remember how Jesus said that a prophet is without honor except in his hometown or something like that.
4: Yeah, he sure did.
2: Yeah. So here's what I say. Here is more of the context for Mark 6-5 to show how taking into account the immediate context helps to remove the alleged contradiction for those capable of reading the Bible apart from imposing their own unbelieving worldview, which blinds them to seeing the simple truth that is being presented. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So here's what it says, starting at Mark 6-1. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples follow him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence hath this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? And listen to this verse, verse 3 of Mark chapter 6. Is not this the carpenter? the son of mary the brother of james and joseph and of judah and of simon and are not his sisters here with us and i recall reading about the fact that the way that's grammatically constructed it means he has more than two sisters we had at least three Uh, and they were offended at him and by the way there are some religious groups that say mary didn't have any other children except jesus well, you can believe that if you want, but Mark 6, 3 rather contradicts it. and not talking about his cousins. There's yeah. other Greek words that would tell you if that's what it was. But anyway, Mark 6, 4, But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. Verse 5, And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And verse 6, and he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went around about the villages teaching. Mm. Now, the third error is failure to take into account the wider context of the whole of Scripture. And that is a major error, and a whole bunch of people uh, commit this one. When we consult all that the Bible has to say on a particular subject or theme, we will better understand what the Bible teaches. Right. To find all that the Bible teaches, we must use such resources as, and a lot of people would say, if I said finish the sentence, well, use Strong's Concordance. That can help, and I've used it. But guess what? Strong's Concordance doesn't do what the next few resources I'm going to name do. And that is, Strong's Concordance will show you where the same word might occur or the same original word if you learn how to use the lexicons in it and so on. Mm-hmm. But those don't connect the ideas that use different words. You see what I mean? Okay. So I'm saying you need to use such resources as, by the way, this is the first book I ever bought, besides the Bible, when I was saved back in 1953. The Uh Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. And I bought that about 1954 or 55.
4: Goodness, uh, 1953. I was three years old.
2: (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been at it a while, Pastor Moss, and still kicking and doing fine. (laughs) And the next source I would mention is the new Treasury of Scripture Knowledge, which I'm the guilty culprit that put that one together. Because I had found so many things in the original Treasury of Scripture Knowledge that I was talking to some publishers up in Grand Rapids, stopped in there one time. And they said, you know way more about the Treasury Scripture Knowledge than even any of our editors do. We'll put you in charge of creating an updated version. Wow. So that's what I did. And lastly, the ultimate cross-reference Treasury. Now, I did that one, too, at the request of quite a number of people in online discussion boards that said, We'd like an even more complete set of cross-references than what you put together in the new treasury. So I started in 2010 and worked solidly morning, afternoon, and evening, seven days a week until 2016 when I completed my project. And now it exists as a premium module in eSORD Bible software.
4: So, how can people get home
2: to it? Well, if you go to the site e-sword, S-W-O-R-D, dot net, you can download the free Bible program, which is the eSword Bible software. And that is a marvelous Bible program. I have it open right now at this very moment. Hmm. And once you download it, and it downloads just real quick, you'll have a screen that has like four panels in it. The, above all those, though, on the very top line, it, it says Bible, commentary, dictionary, tools, download, options, window, and help. If you click on download, and I'll do that, You get a choice. Bibles, commentaries, dictionaries, devotions, graphics, reference books. And so in this case, since my book is considered a commentary, you click on commentaries. And when you do that, you'll get a whole list of a bunch of free ones. And they are good ones. And I have a good many of those. But down five titles up from the very bottom under the premium modules you'll find my book under my name, The New Treasury of Scripture Knowledge. I mean, the ultimate (laughs) cross-reference treasury. Uh Uh And uh, the the price is $30, and you click on it, and it'll take you to the store, and you can go through the process and buy it, and it'll download to the eSword software, and there you have it. And it is very, very much more complete than any other cross-reference source that there is. When I finished doing it, and uh, Rick Myers, the person who created the eSword Bible software, he's talking to me. He said, Jerry, do you know how many cross-references are in there? I said, I have no way to count them. He (laughs) says, well, I counted them with my stuff here, he says, and you've got more than 900,000 cross-references. Wow. So that's a pretty good high number. I'm telling I know you, um, that just for Psalm 119, I was able to kind of count how many references are there for that chapter, and I believe there's seven thousand, mm-hmm. if I remember the number right.
4: Wow. <laughs> uh, now, how does that help uh, uh, with interpretation? You were explaining that really helps to uh, uh, give accuracy in yeah, interpretation. Yeah, I'm
2: going to show you right now a specific example related to this supposed contradiction. So here's what I say. These resources furnish cross-references for every verse in the Bible, cross-references which serve to explain, illustrate, or confirm what is said in the verse being studied. Here are the cross-references for the first clause in Mark 6, 5, he could there do, and so on. So then I give the references, and I'll just read off the text of the references so that you kind of get an idea. Now, some references will seem to not apply, not be very closely related. That's because the scholars that set them up, I retain what they did. There is a relationship, and the way to figure it out if you have these resources is to go to that verse and look up its references, and then you'll see why it connects to the one you're on. But anyway, Mark 5:17, And they began to pray him to depart out of their coasts. Now, you can see why that would limit the benefit they're going to get from what Jesus could have helped them with. Uh, oh, yeah. Mark 9:23. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. So sometimes our lack of faith, as happened in Mark chapter 6, can affect the outcome. Now, right. then going into the Old Testament, Genesis 19:22. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou become thither. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zoar. And that, you remember, was Lot escaping with his family, well, his wife and two daughters. And his wife looked back, and you remember what Jesus said. Remember Lot's wife. Yeah. Genesis 32, 25. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him... He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. Now, imagine, Jacob must have been an awfully strong person wrestling right. with the angel of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that was that way, but yeah.
2: Now, here's a verse that I think really connects. Psalm seventy-eight forty-one. Yea, they turned back and tempted God. And limited the Holy One of Israel. So you see how that is, how it connects? The idea here is that sometimes we can limit what God does by our lack of faith.
4: That's right. Obedience and so on. Yeah. And Uh, that was Psalm 78 in uh, in which verse again?
2: Psalm 78, 41.
4: Wow. Yeah. Turn back Uh to 52. I mean, yeah, you're exactly right. See,
2: you, exactly. you couldn't find this, Pastor Moss, with the concordance because we aren't going by specific words. We're going by the thoughts and ideas.
4: Right, the, the, the meanings, right. That's important. Yeah.
2: Now, the next passage is Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 and 2. You probably know it by heart, but I'll read it. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, verse 2, have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Mm-hmm. So sin can be something that blocks the blessing of God in our lives or answers to prayer and so on. Matthew mm-hmm. eleven twenty one, Woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. Now, that verse is quite a verse, Pastor Moss, because it shows not only was Jesus omniscient concerning things going on right now, as well as the future, he also is omniscient regarding the past and what things could happen had something gone a different way.
4: Let me ask you a question, Mr. Smith, um, uh, because uh, what you're showing is uh, us here is something else. Um, so, in, in other words, there are times when God is uh, wanting us to have faith uh, in what we ask him to do for us. Are there times when God just decides to do things okay, in his sovereignty without necessarily us showing a lot of faith? How does that work?
2: Yep, I think it goes both ways, Pastor Moss. -hmm. Because he knows things going on that we don't, and he'll sometimes arrange things to work out right. That, like when I was there in the parking lot of Southeastern High School on March thirteenth, nineteen eighty-six, seven fifteen in the morning, and somebody walked right up behind me with a nine millimeter gun, shot me point blank in the back of the head, knocked me flat into the ground. Broke my glasses. You remember that?
4: Yes. And uh,
2: when I went to get my hair cut some time later, it was in the barber shop. The barber turned white as a sheet. He said, "Mr. Smith, what happened? Why have you got this big scar up the back of your head?" And I told him, and he says, "You know what a nine millimeter bullet looks like?" I said, "Nope, never saw one in my life. I don't deal with guns." And he said, "Well, I'm going to give you one for a souvenir." <laughs> He says, there must have been a guardian angel standing right there because hmm. you should be dead. Wow. Wow. Well, really? He was a uh, federally licensed gun dealer.
4: Yeah. But well, I know that that sounds like a miracle to me.
2: <laughs> yep. I think it was, Pastor Moss. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, well yeah. just a few more verses here. uh uh-huh. matthew eleven twenty three and thou Capernaum, which art exalted unto heaven, shalt be brought down to hell; for if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee wow matthew thirteen fifty eight and he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Wow. Luke 13, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killest the prophets and stonest them that are sent unto thee, how often would I have gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. And the last cross-reference, I think, Hebrews 4, 2. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Uh, uh, So I say the proper response to our own lack of faith should be to follow the example presented in the New Testament of a man who responded to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And here's what he said. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe Help thou mine unbelief, that's in Mark nine twenty four. And last of all, Hebrews eleven six. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we need a lot more folks, Pastor Moss, diligently seeking him and sharing their faith with others if this would be going on with all the genuinely Bible-believing Christians there are in this country, even in the state of Texas, we might not have had things happen that did this week.
4: Wow. Wow. I want to tell you something, Mr. Smith. You've just given us a great lesson on prayer and faith. Uh, And you're right. Uh, Faith is definitely a part of it. Uh, It is not some power coming out of our mouth. It's the faith, our trust in God. And at the same time, uh, you've uh, demonstrated the sovereignty of God because there are things that He does, okay, uh, uh, that we don't even uh, know about. But uh, definitely, faith is a part of it. In uh, j- just a wonderful uh, message uh, that you gave us and teaching that you gave us today, I uh, appreciate it very much.
2: Well, thank you again, Pastor Moss, for inviting me to be on. And I hope sharing these easy scriptures, I trust this message was clear and simple to understand. We'll encourage people to learn more about how to interpret the Bible and how to share the Bible, how to answer other people's questions that may, when somebody asks them about what the Bible says or means or so forth.
4: All right. Well, once again, very enlightened. Thank you for calling, and uh, uh, we'll have you back on again. So God bless you. Appreciate this. Really appreciate it a lot.
2: Thank you, Pastor Mosh.
4: All right. Mr. Smith. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. Uh, Just had a great lesson on uh, the subject of faith, Uh, and uh, quite enlightening, quite enlightening. And uh, we find out that, remember, faith is trust in God. That is what he's looking for. And God does reward faith, okay? Uh, I don't think he rewards the kind of faith that some talk about where they say that you can call things that are not as though they are. You can't do that. Only God can. But our job is to pray to him and have faith in him. Amen. A number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, And that time with uh, Mr. Smith is always well spent and it seems to go by so quickly, but he will be back on this particular program. We really appreciate uh, his contribution to Bible Talk. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: There's nothing like hearing the songs you love on local radio with no subscriptions and no monthly fees. But there's a new bill in Congress that could stop the music. If passed, this bill would tax your local radio station simply to play the music you love. Text LOCAL to 52886 and ask Congress to support local radio stations. Help us keep you connected to the music, local news, weather, and traffic that you need each day. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now, but they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Dial pound 250 on your smartphone. Use the keyword, save the children. That's dial pound 250, the keyword, save the children. You can also give online at savechildrentoday.org or call eight five five eight six three five four nine two. 863 5492
3: In those days, 10 men from all the nations will take hold of the garment of a Jew and say, we want to go with you for we know that God is with you. Join Messianic Jewish evangelist Rabbi Kurt Schneider as he shares authentic teaching from the Old and New Testaments, unfolding revelation today for your brighter tomorrow on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.
0: Right here on Faith Talk Detroit, weekday mornings at 1130.
5: Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next with vantage point you don't have to text the word money to 813813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day text the word money to 813813 so you can learn how to predict market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy whether you're trading stocks options forex futures or crypto vantage points patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge Text MONEY to eight one three eight one three to find out how to maximize your gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 now. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms,
3: conditions, and privacy policy.
4: Code 866 423 9578. Real code 866 423 9578. on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's stop talking to my great mentor, Mr. Smith. Now it's time for us to just get back into the Bible. I'd like to start looking at some doctrinal areas. Doctrine is very important, and of course, correct doctrine is very important. Uh, we need to know what the Bible says and what it does not say. And I think one area. Uh, to talk about this in, is the area of baptism. What is biblical baptism, and what is it all about? What happens if you're not baptized in water? Okay? What does that do for you? Will that block you from going into heaven? I think we need to talk about a number of these things. And also, uh, uh, what if you're baptized, and you were baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? Is that the way we should be baptized, or should we be baptized in Jesus' name only? These are the kind of things we need to look at so we can find out exactly what the Bible has to say about it. So let us deal with Bible doctrine. Uh, And, of course, any question that you have in the Word of God, you may have a different subject you want to talk about. You might want to talk about biblical history or theology or whatever. This is your program. All you've got to do is dial that number, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Uh, You're here on Bible Talk, one of the fastest moving programs (laughs) that uh, you could possibly be on on this radio station, because we have an hour, which sounds like, seems like only 30 minutes when we get started to deal with anything here, because uh, getting in the Word of God, uh, we have to dig, and it takes some good time. But let's look at this subject of baptism, okay, and what the Bible says about it, okay? Uh, And over in 1 Peter 3, I think that Peter Gives us a good summation of what it is, where he says at verse 20, 1 Peter 3 and 20, which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah while the ark was preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved. Then he launches into this discussion at 1 Corinthians and in chapter uh, 3, verse 21. He says, the like figure. The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Right. So he calls baptism a figure. Right. So it is demonstrating something. Okay. Uh, uh, and then he says something very interesting in this verse. Right. First Peter three twenty one. The like figure, whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Okay. Now. So. Baptism does save us, but notice what he says about it, okay? He says, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, in other words, here, we know what he's talking about, is water baptism, okay? And what happens is, when you are uh, baptized uh, by immersion, you are in the water, okay? It is symbolic of the death and burial of the Lord Jesus Christ, just as you are buried with him by baptism, okay, you will be risen just as Jesus Christ rose from the dead so this is in a symbolic of what Jesus experienced and so baptism in water is us being similar to him being buried and then resurrected in uh, baptism we go into the water and then we come out all right and we're new creatures in Christ and we'll be getting a new body like his, but uh not right away after baptism but the like figure wherein into even baptism does also now save us not the putting away of the filth of the flesh. Okay? He's talking about water baptism here. Now, the only thing water can do, okay, can't save your soul, but it can clean your body, okay? But he lets us know that it's not about the water, okay? In other words, okay, it's not about the water, okay? In other words, the water doesn't save you. Your salvation is based upon believing in Jesus Christ, right? But it is a figure. It is uh, uh, a, something that we should do, it shows that just as he was buried, we are buried, and just as he rose, we will rise, right? So, the like figure, wherein to even baptism, does also now save us. Not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but with the answer of the good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, all right? So, so, baptism, it is not water baptism alone that saves you. It is your belief in Jesus Christ that saves you. The water... Uh, cannot give you or make you a new creature in Christ. It is Jesus Christ who does that. The, of course, the water is a figure, and that's what 1 uh, Peter chapter 3, verse 21 says. It is a figure of it. Right? Uh, and so it's a type of it, in other words. What really saves you? If the water doesn't save you, what saves you? Well, first of all, being obedient to Christ. That's what it's about. Uh, the rite of baptism was given to the church, and so... If you can get baptized, that is something that you need to do, okay? Because it's something that was left to us by the church. Can you make it to heaven without being baptized? I'm sure you can. A number of examples we could use, let's say you were in the Army or in the Marines or even the Air Force and you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you wanted to get baptized, but before you got baptized, you were in battle and you got killed. Uh, I don't think that, that is going to keep you out of heaven just because you didn't uh, go through the ritual of baptism. But all those who can be baptized should because it shows obedience to Christ okay, and to his word. Uh, 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 but what really saves you? It's not the waters of baptism. What is it? Go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. And see how connected the Bible is. See how good the Bible is as it. As it explaining itself to us over here in ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 and we'll read into it okay? in ephesians 25 i mean ephesians chapter 5 verse 25 and 26 where it says husbands love your wives even as christ also loved the church and gave himself for it i like that verse I'm it says in verse 26 very carefully watch this here in ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 it tells us what really saves us, and it's not the water, it's something else. Ephesians 5, 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, okay? That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. It is the word of God, your belief in the word of God, okay? Your belief in what was said in John chapter 3, in verse 16, okay? Uh, Believing in Jesus Christ is what saves you. That's how you become born again. The water is symbolic, all right? What really happens is what the Spirit is doing when it takes place. So, And it's very clear here that, verse 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. Okay, It is the Word of God and believing in the Word of God that saves you. And, of course, uh, what we have in baptism is a symbol of the Death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Yet more could be said about it. And so we're going to continue. If you have any questions about what I'm saying now, or if you have questions about anything else in the Bible, all you've got to do is dial that number, area code 866-423-9578, and you'll be talking to me. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
5: Profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, Faith Talk Detroit will post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On June 1st, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Go to faithtalkdetroit.com to enter. That's faithtalkdetroit.com, and follow us on social media for daily acts of kindness. There's a new and better way to end sleeplessness, a breakthrough system of technologies that naturally resets your brain for deep, restful sleep. Brain Life Center in Auburn Hills has teamed up with gotahalfitnow.com so you can personally experience and learn about these technologies. Available now through gotahalfitnow.com. Brain Life Center is offering their initial 90-minute assessment and consultation for just $75. That's half the regular price. Vouchers are ready for you to buy immediately. Visit gotahalfitnow.com.
1: With 34 locations throughout Michigan that spans hundreds of miles from the beautiful shores of Harbor Springs to the elegant skyline of Detroit, Presbyterian Villages of Michigan invites you to tour and visit any one of their senior living communities. Guided by their Christian heritage, Presbyterian Villages of Michigan has been serving seniors of all faiths since 1945. Presbyterian Villages offers a variety of residential living options for seniors of all financial means. Enjoy a maintenance-free lifestyle with many senior living options and services, including apartments, condominiums, cottage homes, assistant living, memory care, support service, and skilled nursing care. Please visit Presbyterian Villages of Michigan's website at pvm.org. That's pvm.org. Or call us at 248-281-2025. That's 248-281-2025. Presbyterian Villages of Michigan. We look forward to welcoming you. Explore the possibilities for your life. FM 92.7, AM 1500, the mobile app
0: or on the web. We're all the same great Faith Talk Detroit. When the going gets tough, when the odds are stacked against us, it's important to maintain our godly character. But that's also when it's the most challenging This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us learn from a godly leader named Nehemiah. Join us for inspiration and instruction this week on A New Beginning. Tune in mornings at 10 on WLQV, FM 92.7 and AM 1500.
5: You're listening to FM 92.7 and AM 1500 WLQV Faith Talk Detroit in Odyssey Station.
4: Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, who wants to remind you about the fact that our Monday night Bible study is coming back, that's right, Monday on June 6th we'll have our Bible study, the Monday Night Bible study. Uh, We're at a new location, and so you can find out all that information by calling area code 313-933-9270, area code 313-933-9270, and find out uh, about the uh, Monday Night Bible study, exactly where we'll be located. Uh, What it's going to be about is defending the Bible. That's right, how to become a faith defender, right? So that'll be uh, June 6th. uh, Uh, You can attend. Material will be waiting for you. You don't want to miss it. Number to call to find out about it, area code 313-933-9270. All right, let's look back here at uh, Scripture uh, and get baptism right. Some say that you have to be baptized in Jesus' name only. In other words, you can't be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but only in the name of Jesus. And if you get baptized in any other way than in the name of Jesus, then you're not saved. There are some that teach that. Uh, I don't think the Bible teaches it, but I've got to demonstrate it. You must demonstrate it from the Bible, and that's what I'm going to attempt to do. Now, probably we won't finish all of this today, but we'll be back to finish it up, so we're going to stick right with it. I will not have a different topic until we finish with this one. I think it's very important. Now, what the Bible says about this is very important, right? What the Bible says about anything. Our job is to follow the Bible, not a certain denomination, not a certain group. Any group, of course, that is teaching what the Bible says, that's where we want to be, all right? So it's very important for us to uh, get Scripture correct on this. Now, I don't think it's any problem with someone being baptized, in the name of Jesus only, (laughs) but what I'm trying to say is that you don't have to be baptized in the name of Jesus only, okay? You can be baptized in Jesus' name and not follow that particular formula. Well, Pastor Moss, where are you getting that from? Go, if you will, Mark chapter 1 and verse 1, where we start with this, something that no doubt will continue into um, uh, tomorrow's program as well, where it says here in Mark 1 and 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Notice this. okay? The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Okay? So when we look at this, when people say you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus only, um, what it says here, telling us about who Jesus is, okay? the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. In other words, I can demonstrate to you that almost every time Jesus' name is mentioned, okay, the name, his name is Jesus, also the titles go along with his name, okay? Because here, okay, it doesn't just say the beginning of the gospel of Jesus. No, no. It says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Okay? That's not only his name, but also the fact that he's the Messiah and the Son of God helped to identify who he is okay so the idea that in order for you to be properly baptized it has to be in the name of jesus only uh is not something that the bible emphasizes that much okay? uh, because there's no way that you can separate the man from the titles okay uh, notice if we go to romans chapter six again looking at baptism here in romans chapter six Uh, Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. If you call in in a hurry, if you've got a question you want to ask, you can do so. Uh, uh, But we're looking here at baptism and uh, the proper way to be baptized. Here in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3, okay, we have Paul writing and he says this, Romans chapter 6 verse 3, No, you're not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Now, notice again, it does not say in Romans chapter 6, verse 3, know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus, along with the name comes the messianic title. So why would people teach that you've got to be baptized in Jesus' name only and no titles are ascribed to it? Christ is his title. His name is Jesus. Christ is his messianic title. Okay, so evidently, being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ is no problem. Okay, titles can be used. Once again, let me finish that verse. Romans chapter six verse three. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized unto his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ here. Jesus' as title is as used, okay? Because Jesus was in his name. Christ is his messianic title. Was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Okay. Uh, for if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Now, why am I bringing this up? Listen, we need to be as simple as the Bible is simple about baptism. Okay. Uh, there is no problem being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Also, as okay, long as you know who Jesus, or who Jesus is, there's no problem with you being baptized in the name of Jesus only. But to say that you can't be baptized in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost, my friend, is not biblical. Okay, Because as I'm going to show you in this lesson, is that titles are almost always used along with the name of Jesus, okay? Going to see it. Uh, do we have a call in? All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now. But they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. Will you give the gift of life to a child today? Even a little that you can give will make a huge difference. Dial pound 250 on your smartphone. Use the keyword Save the Children. That's dial pound 250, the keyword Save the Children. You can also give online at savechildrentoday.org or call 855-863-5492. FM 92.7, AM 1500,
1: the mobile app or on the web. We're all the same great Faith Talk Detroit. With 34 locations throughout Michigan that spans hundreds of miles from the beautiful shores of Harbor Springs to the elegant skyline of Detroit, Presbyterian Villages of Michigan invites you to tour and visit any one of their senior living communities. Guided by their Christian heritage, Presbyterian Villages of Michigan has been serving seniors of all faiths since 1945. Presbyterian Villages offers a variety of residential living options for seniors of all financial means. Enjoy a maintenance-free lifestyle with many senior living options and services, including apartments, condominiums, cottage homes, assistant living, memory care, support service, and skilled nursing care. Please visit Presbyterian Villages of Michigan's website at pvm.org. That's pvm.org. Or call us at 248-281-2025. That's 248-281-2025. Presbyterian Villages of Michigan. We look forward to welcoming you. Explore the possibilities for your life.
3: This is Sebastian Gorka, and I want to invite you to join me for a powerful travel opportunity that will likely become the highlight of your year. I'm headed to Israel in November 2022 for a 10-day stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world You've likely only read or heard about. Together, we'll uncover key geopolitical insights as we unpack Israel's significance on the world stage. You'll return home empowered by the experience. If you ever dreamt of visiting Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2022. For more information, call 855 565 5519 or book online at Stand With Israel Tour. 855 565 5519 or stand with IsraelTour.com.
4: out but time to be with you. I'm going to call is error code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. 423 eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. But you're going to have to call in a real hurry to be able to get in. We will be continuing this tomorrow as we're looking at doctrinal issues and pointing out some things that um, I think need to be understood clearly. That salvation uh, is based upon believing in Jesus Christ and being obedient to the gospel. And so definitely baptism is a part of that uh, obedience to obey. But it doesn't matter uh, whether you're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, okay, or in Jesus' name only. Both of those can be used. Okay? Um, so we need to understand that. Some people are making uh, too big of a deal about uh, baptism okay, and upsetting the faith of some. You're not saved by the water in baptism. Water couldn't save you. That's just a figure, as we saw in Peter, concerning it. Uh, in fact, what saves you, uh, ultimately, is what it says over in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, very powerful verse, where it says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word. It is God's Word, my friend, that saves you, the preaching of the gospel that saves you, not the water that is in the baptismal pool, right, even though... It is very important for us to obey the gospel, right? That's, that's what that shows. And we identify with Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Okay? clear. That is clear from Romans chapter 6. But I think it's time for us to uh, not uh, feel like we're doing something wrong if we're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, okay? uh, and, uh, that, and and then to make sure we don't have people distressed because they weren't baptized in Jesus' name only. I'm going to demonstrate to you that there, that every time Jesus' is, uh, name is used concerning baptism, a title is ascribed to it, right? Uh, so really, within the Bible, there is no such teaching as being baptized in Jesus' name only, okay? okay? Definitely, I'm going to show you this. In fact, every time you have a passage dealing with baptism, okay, Every time you have a passage dealing with baptism, you're going to see that a title is always associated with it. And that's just a fact. Okay? Now, you can be baptized in Jesus' name only and be saved, okay? okay? Right? No problem with it. But also, remember, being baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, that doesn't hold back from your salvation. It's belief uh, in Jesus, not, not, just not the name, but who he is, okay? and that is fully represented by the titles that we see ascribed to him as we look into the New Testament. So we're dealing with, with uh, doctrine, baptism, a lot of doctrines on this program. Of course, you can call with any questions you have about the Word of God. We'd be glad to discuss that with you here. Always remember that number, area code 866 area code 866 And if you want to support this radio program, Okay, we'd appreciate you doing that. We need your support to keep on the air. You can send that support to P.O. box 05877 Detroit, Michigan, 48205. All right, and make those checks out the Bible Boot Camp Ministries. This is Pastor Moss. God bless you, and I'll see you next time.
0: sponsored by Bible Boot Camp Ministries.
2: When God created
5: us, He had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are, and in our
2: union with Christ Jesus, He has created us for a life of good deeds, which He has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today.
5: Tune into Alan Jackson Ministries
0: for a fresh look at Scripture weekdays at 1030 on FM 92.7 and AM 1500 or stream at faithtalkdetroit.com.